Mary, get my executive friend on the phone right away. I got a big idea brewing. Listen, Lenny, Lenny, shut up and listen, okay? I got a pitch for you. All right, here's the deal. We make a Christmas special. These things are gold mines right now. They don't even have to be good. We get a bunch of no-names, pretend like they were a big deal, and we make a show. And we pay them scale. It's perfect. How are we going to compete with the other Christmas specials? Listen to this. This is the best part. We air it in January. Everyone wants Christmas to last forever, but we can actually be the first to extend it for a whole extra month. Everyone's been trying to get out in front of people earlier and earlier, you know, get Thanksgiving. We just wait until that mess is over, swoop in at the end, like TV vultures. We won't have any competition. It's a brilliant idea, I tell you. Brilliant. Where are we going to get a bunch of nobodies to work at scale? I got just the guys. It's a very merry, fantastic neighborhood Christmas special, starring John Anderson. Uh, hello, Fred Earhart. Sup, girl? The Krampus. <sighs> Introducing Puddles the Pug as Mookie, the next door neighbor, <laughs> and Paul Schaefer and the CBS Orchestra. Da, 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 decorating the tree. Ya, da, 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 da. Gonna hang up this tassel. Ya, da, 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 da. Hey, I'm heading out to my mother's for the night. I need to help her prep some food. All right, sweetheart. I'll be here getting the house ready. Now, remember, once you're done trimming the tree, remember you gotta do all those dishes, all right? Yep, I'm on it. And swiffer the floor in the living room. Use the wet one. Okay, sure, no problem. Anything else? Yeah, one more thing. Under no circumstance are you to use the ethereal portal to the secret pocket dimension to the Dark Realm. Oh, come on! That's not fair! Nope, I hate when you go in there. You always think to high hell when you come back, and I don't want this house to smell like that when my family comes by. Well, you know I stink to high hell because it is literally the highest circle of hell, right? Don't care. You're not going in there. Well, come on. I was going to meet Krampus there and throw souls into the endless well of perdition tonight. Nope. I hate that guy. He never says anything nice to me. And I'll smell it if you go in there, so don't think you can get away with it. Fine. Whatever. All right. See you tomorrow. Love you. Goddamn well of souls. It's going to be so much fun. Stupid slave-driving wife. Hello? Dude, what are you doing right now? Tell you what I'm not doing. Damning the souls of the stillborn. D said no, huh? She said I couldn't go to the pocket dimension. Damn slave driver. What exactly did she say exactly? I just said she said I couldn't use the portal to the pocket dimension. Did she say you couldn't use the lantern of summoning? I'll be right there. As soon as I do the dishes. And Swiffer. And find some air freshener. A very merry, fantastic neighborhood Christmas is brought to you by a new Swiffer with Febreze scent. Remember this year that nothing says, I didn't just go gallivanting around the nether realms like a floor that looks and smells clean but really isn't. 
take that kid. I'm the Krampus. Yeah. Woo. Fred, what's wrong? I thought you loved condemning the souls of unbaptized infants to an eternity of limbo. I do. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. I mean, who wouldn't love doing this? I don't know, man. It's just not been the same since we ended the podcast. You know, it feels somehow, I don't know, like empty, hollow. Look, I know the podcast is super important to you. It was important to me. I'm really sorry it had to end. But between my work, my baby, my responsibilities to cast the innocent into the bowels of the eternal world worm, I just don't have the time anymore. I just miss it, you know? We put so much of our life into it. You know, I'll tell you what. I have some holiday time coming up pretty soon. Why don't we record our holiday special like we used to? You can make a big production out of it like you used to do with all that audio production and Foley work and crap. You can even write one of those ridiculously outlandish scripts where we plan to rob a sperm bank or save an orphanage next to a sperm bank. Or maybe you can do an autobiographical thing. You know about that time you spent Christmas locked in the sperm bank? Dude, that's a terrible idea. Who the hell would listen to our show after we canceled it? You're right. Sorry. I was just trying to cheer you up is all. I, I hate seeing you like this. It reminds me of that time you got super depressed. Remember? We were all at the sperm bank. Krampus has an idea. Krampus, would you take that baby out of your mouth? It is impossible to hear you. <laughs> So sorry, chaps. I do lose my manner sometimes when presented with such a bountiful feast. As I was saying, what if you and your mates did a secret Santa? Nothing cheers people up this time of year more than materialistic desires. Secret Santa! That's a great idea, Krampus. That'll cheer me up. So it's settled. We'll do a secret Santa and get each other festive gifts to cheer us up in honor of the podcast. When do you want to do the exchange? Why not today? I want to do it before Dee gets home so we can go buy gifts now, invite some people to hang out, uh, we have some Christmas cheer. That does not give us a ton of shopping time. No worries, man. I know exactly what I'll buy. It's a gift that would cheer anyone up. So we regroup tonight? What about 8 o'clock? How about 9? I need to make one stop on the way back. More chores? You could say that. You could also say I need to rob a sperm bank on the way. Oh, Fred... Hello and welcome to another guest top 10 for rationalpassions.com, except this one's going to be a little bit different. It is also uh, the top 10s for the fantastic neighborhood. I'm Alex O'Neill. I guess I'm hosting this, uh, this little shindig, but with me, I have the fantastic neighborhood themselves, John Anderson and Fred Earhart. Hi. Hello. Hi. Dude, how many times did you say shindig? At least twice. I ha like shindig is kind of my thing. I think that's uh, a bunch like, of malarkey. Um, <laughs> it's that and shenanigans. Wait, is twenty fifteen a shindig? Is that or are you like planning the seed for twenty sixteen as the year? Twenty twenty swifteen was a shindig. Twenty sixteen is no shindig. Gosh. It'll be full of shenanigans though. It's gonna be a bunch of it's horse sure. feathers. I say. <laughs> you two have uh, top five lists. From what I understand, we have top. Okay, so we're if we combine them, it's a top ten. <laughs> okay. I have I have a lot of stuff here. I okay. got a top ten. All right, I got a top ten games that I didn't even play. Okay, I've got like I've got uh, these are great games that I didn't play. I'm just gonna give those awards to top ten games so, that don't exist yet. 
Actually, one okay. I could run through those real quick. Alex, right. I'm just gonna be crazy, okay? You guys, you, you you probably played you, some of these games, so you can tell me if they're if if this list is accurate. Okay. So these are top ten games from 2015 that I wanted to play that are gonna be in my backlog that I never play. Okay. Or maybe I play them. Who knows? Um, number ten. <laughs> Axiom Verge. That one's okay. Spiritual successor to uh, Super Metroid. I mean. It feels, feels like something I could get to on Vita someday. Number nine. Got it for a dollar and 17 cents on Black Friday. Until dawn. That game's great. I'm looking forward to playing that. It's legitimately fun. Number I think uh, your wife might get into it too. She doesn't really like scary stuff though. It's not that scary, so it's just more stupid than scary. Okay. Um, number eight. And our good friend Kevin Alexander from the Perpetual Geek Machine gave me this present for my birthday, which was yesterday. And thank you guys for not saying happy birthday. Uh, I, I wanted birthday. to keep it a secret. I thought you, I didn't, you didn't like the fame. Oh, I did take it off of Facebook because I don't like people come out of the woodwork. Um, there you go. The, the Talos prophecy. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll probably never. I'll probably that's probably one I'll play like a few hours of and never get to. Um, Here's a game that I know I'll never get to. I will never play. Fallout 4. Yeah. You'll be yeah, alright. Who's got time ever, for this ever get to that. Um, You'll be alright without that one. That's fine. Number six, uh, Read Only Memories. The spiritual successor to Snatcher. Uh, I also think this... I've heard this game is gay as hell. Uh, which... <laughs> Which is was something I'd be totally quote unquote into, gay as hell. Which would be just something I'm that was on the box. totally into. I think it came out of like a, a a gamer X game jam or something like that. I don't know. This game's super wasn't, super gay. Wasn't Snatcher the Kojima joint? Kojima joint. You yeah. got that Kojima oh. joint. Uh, number five, uh, Sybil. That's the game oh. from the lady what worked on Gone Home, and yeah. it is like, I guess it is. Uh, it's got FMV. Uh, you play as a uh, as her uh, who developed like a relationship on an uh, on an MMO game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of those short indie John type games that I'm uh, I'll get, I'll probably get to with my wife. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting into the bangers here. Number four. Volume. Uh, I think I've heard really good things about volume. It, it's Mike Bithell, guy. What brought us? Uh, Thomas was alone. Everybody loves Thomas Was Alone. And I think Andy Serkis is in it. I don't know. He's I think in so. everything. Supreme Leader Snoops? Snoop? Yeah. Snoops? <laughs> Snoop? Supreme Leader Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Supreme Leader Snoop Dogg. My wife leaned over to me and she's like, why is Voldemort in this movie? I'm like, it's Gollum, you ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Number three, Rise of the Tomb Raider. You know, these are now I'm starting to get into games that I actually will. Rise play. of the Tomb Raider is fantastic. Yeah, I'll play this. I'm going to play that. It's just a matter I'm, of. Getting I just to beat it. it like last week, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, number two, Life is Strange. Also fantastic. Uh, this reminds me that I also have to go back and play Remember Me at some point. Life is Strange oh, yeah. basically has John Anderson written all over it. Ooh! Just so you know, <laughs> are there lesbians? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, there totally are. <laughs> to choose your own adventure, John, you choose to make them I mean, realistically, like, if video games... I don't ta- want to spoil it. <laughs> if video games have taught me anything, it's empathy for lesbians. Um, I mean, that's, that's, good. that's no joke, right? 
mean, it's a joke, but I mean, like, that's that's legit. But it, but yeah, it's legitimate in the. Well, learn. you know, the best kind of humor really parodies life, John. <laughs> Just True. like your list. <laughs> and then uh, number one game I didn't get to in 2015. The best game I didn't play in 2015 is Undertale. Okay. It's I also the best game of all time, according to game. That game some drama, apparently. Uh, according to GameFacts.com, um, the best game it, of all time, Undertale. It is. There is a charm to that game that is impossible to explain to someone. It's undeniable. I feel like you have to. You have to experience it. It's crazy. So, Alex, you know how I've been like texting you all the time for. Uh, yes, like, I love it. Metal Gear Solid it's clarification. My favorite thing. I'm like, oh my god, I'm somebody's Metal Gear guy. This is great. Well, You're the Metal Gear Wikipedia for, uh, for John. I don't want spoilers. So if I go into wiki, like I'm gonna get you know Metal Gear. No, it's very true. Like so, I, I know I, I get a good read on like where you're at and like how much I should say. Yeah. So. Oh, so you're like you're like a Metal Gear Snopes. Yeah. Snoke. No, no, I'm Snoke. <laughs> I'm like a Metal Gear Snoke. Snoke. I'm a, like there's a weird hole in my the side of my face. I don't know. How yeah. big am I? How tall am I? Who can say? You won't know for another two years. Deal with it. Uh, thank goodness those movies are going to come out back to back to back. Um. But anyway, I'm gonna have to do that with the giant bomb game of the year stuff too. I'm gonna, t- yeah. I'm gonna text you and be like, "Was there were there Undertale spoilers in this episode?" Uh, well, I have to finish Undertale before I listen to that. So, oh my yeah. god, who can I text? Who's played um, it? Nabishin, Scott. He, well, you 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 just text me. I'll ask. You know, I, I, never, I meant reference. to like write into your show, but Nabishin is a real sweetheart. He like uh, knew. He remembered that I was like saying that i needed a um uh a discounted playstation plus card mm-hmm. uh and then he he tweeted at me as soon as it came up on cheap ass gamer and he, mm-hmm. so he remember and it, there was a you know there was a month in between and i was like that is that's just a really considerate guy uh yeah namashin is is kind of a, a pro at life so top five uh irrational passions hosts uh let's go with <laughs> let's go we'll go with evan uh seven at the bottom a five i mean he's made the top five greg is at is number five evan's number six so greg evan will go tony <laughs> alex and Abishin. there boom where's scott i don't who's scott <laughs> scott's easily number two to Abishin. okay scott's the glue that holds the show together okay so those are games you never played john they're all pretty all right um, but what about games you did play and Fred? Because Fred's here too. Just okay. by the way, I'm only sort of here. Okay, so we we gotta get through all my shit first. Oh, I'm sorry. So because I have a, I have a top ten, so we'll breeze through ten through six, so we can get to my top five. Yeah, ten through six, those are honoraries. These are also okay. Honorary. honorary mentions ten through six. Um. Oh man, what's actually? I gotta throw. I gotta throw another honorary mention in real quick. Ah, you know what? I'm gonna bump Mario Maker off this list. Uh, so. <laughs> Honorable mention number 10 is uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, okay. Well, I don't think this is an incredible game. Like, playing the beta got me interested in Star Wars again. I've been a lapsed fan for about 10 years, and it, it got me, like, excited for it again. And then I did EA Access, played five hours of the game, and I was done with it. It was a great deal. Great yeah. deal. Um, so so that was, that's number 10. Number 6, Forza Motorsports. Or, excuse me, number 9, Forza Motorsports 6. Uh, it is the best Forza Motorsports game made but it is not the horizon games and the horizon games are the best fucking driving games in the world um but they're pretty, <laughs> but it's pretty good the weather's okay. nice i put probably about 30 wheels in 30 hours in behind the wheel on my my drivey wheel that mm-hmm. was pretty cool 
Uh, number eight, Downwell. Oh yeah, it's like a it's an like an upside down shmup kind of is how I think about it, but like it's also spelunky esque. Um, everybody should play Downwell. That game is a lot of fun. On the phone, it's a bit difficult, so I've taken to playing on the PC. I really, really, really... I, I can't give that away. That might be a work thing. I would, <laughs> I would love if this game was snappable. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if you could, like... That would, it's, perf- it's a perfect form factor for that. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, Yoshi's Woolly World. Well, I don't think this is a great game. Uh, I've, my wife and I have been playing it together, and it's just really cute and kind of fun for us to. to I play. think it's a great game. Unironically, it's fine. It's it. just nothing. There's nothing particularly pretty cool going on. It looks amazing, but like it plays fine. Well, like I never played Kirby's Epic Yarn, so all like the clever yarn mechanics are still really new to me. Well, th- here's so. a, here's the problem with this. Anytime game, any game comes out based on fabric. It seems to be really good. Like you've got Kirby, you got Yoshi, and then you have uh, what's the, the guy who is exceedingly Yarny? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Un what is it? Unwound. Unravel. Yeah. Unravel. Like yeah. Unravel. That's I actually it, yeah. digitally pre-ordered that game when as soon as it was available. It's gonna be charming as all hell. So I just couldn't like I just thought about that guy and my like heart got warm. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I, it's really sweet. cool. It's weird that it has the same egg shooting mechanic from Yoshi's Island. It's there's a second fucking stick on this controller. Let me shoot, aim. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff is still objectively. It's, tw- it's 2015. It's objectively trash, right? Um, it's it's objectively the worst. No, uh, it no that makes sense. It's just like the way that the yarn, like you throw something at yarn and like the yarn ball explodes and wraps around it or something like that. That stuff is really clever. It's yeah, it's um, an interesting way to use that aesthetic. So and then um. Uh, number six, uh, Persona Four, <laughs> Dancing All Night. Yeah, John Anderson edition. Yeah, I, I that is a game <laughs> I beat this year. Can you believe that? Holy um, shit! I didn't I, even beat that this year. Yeah, mostly because uh, well, it was just another visual novel. But yeah, I mean, it was easier to play than the the 3ds one. That was just I was like, I am not having time for this ever. That took um, me 86 hours to get to the final boss, and then I lost the game cartridge. Yeah, on like an airplane, it. right? Yeah, so like that mm. game has a weird, very specific place in my heart. <laughs> um, but I made it through. So um, now that we're to our top fives, Fred, do you want to rock? Well, we can't rock paper scissor. Fred, do you have any honorable mentions outside of your five? No, honestly, this is a weird year for games for me because there was a ton of stuff, and then I didn't give a shit about most of it. Uh, I, I really got back into, uh, what I was like before, uh, I had the podcast and, you know, the podcast, what it wound up doing is it forced me to play games. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then once we sort of slowed down in the podcast and John moved and we all, you know, had jobs and such, uh, I started just sort of playing the same game a lot. So I'm still playing like Hearthstone and I play it a lot more than I used to. Like if I had an honorable mention, I'm still playing that the game is better than ever. Uh, absolutely love it, especially this last expansion that they uh, they released. But uh, I, I really like, like I said, trying to find games that I would consider not only uh, things that I played, but things that belong on my top five were tough this year. There was mm-hmm. one, maybe two real standouts. But that's about it for me. Okay, I'm, I'm hope like I'm looking at my list and I'm guessing 
there our lists are not going to be anything alike. There, I'm there are two games on here that like better be on your list, or I'll that be... I probably forgot we played entirely. Like that's. Do you want to rework your <laughs> list right now? Because I remind you. That no, we... I want to. I want to go into this. I want to go into this genuine. I want to off dogs. the top of my head. Yeah. Dude, okay. I feel like you're going to like You and I had divergent paths this year. You're going to punch yourself when you like hear these two and you're like, "Oh." Or at least one of them. You're going to be like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was incredible." There's going to be a gone home on that list. I actually had trouble uh, trying to remember a lot of these games whether or not they were this year. Yeah, I go, I I did some uh I checked Bing obviously because that's a great uh <laughs> great search. I mean, keep in mind this year like the biggest game I played this year, I think might have actually been The Last of Us Remastered. Nice. That's a good game. I think I finally got around to playing that, which is a great game, but I'm not going to put it on my list. Yeah, that's um, fair. All right, so let's just do... I'll do I'll do my five, you do your five. I'll do my four, you do your four. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, so my five, my five, John is going to completely disagree with, because I don't even think it's a very good game, um, <laughs> but it has a near and dear uh, place I, in my heart. It's Evil Land 2? No. Okay. Which is an okay game. I thought that uh, was going to be Lego it. Dimensions. Okay. That's fine. Toys to and, life, like, bro. here's... It's a serviceable Lego game, and it's really meant for a younger generation. But mm-hmm. it reminds me of a like a Pixar movie, Wait, in that they like they, a younger generation, like Alex, or like yeah, like Alex, okay. young oh, Alex. Okay, um, cool. But you know, they they buried so many references and and so many things for the older audiences that you could you can enjoy. The gameplay is almost secondary to experiencing uh, the characters and the settings that you grew up with, and finally seeing a lot of these things as Legos. Um, you know, it's also my first experience with these toys to life games, uh, which once again for younger generation, but like, I'm such a Lego fan to actually have a Lego game that has Legos and, and, you know, the, the, it, it was just so great for me. And then some of the levels really stand out in that game more so than others. The portal level specifically basically made me feel like I was playing portal, if not three, 2.5. And since it's Portal, uh, that could easily be continuity with no problems. Like, oh, and the world was just Legos for that time. It was an experiment in Aperture Labs. You know, like, I like that. Awesome. I, you know, I think I'm, this is a game I'm really looking forward to playing. I don't know. When it's like $5? Well, no, in like three years when my son can appreciate it. Maybe two. Yeah, that would be Yeah, fun. I definitely, uh, if not that game, then just the, uh, the Portal and the Doctor Who expansions were totally worth the money to me. Yeah, I've heard good things about that Doctor Who business. Doctor Who is also on on freeze until um, Booker's old enough to appreciate it. Because okay, they got real old uh, season seven or so. I'm like, ah, too much. <laughs> gotcha. All right, John, um, what's your uh, what's your numero five o? Numero cinco is Halo Cinco. Oh, did you do that like on purpose or? Well, bang, no. Well, because it got it actually got elevated because I was like, ah, was... what did I do? Right. That was somewhere else. Halo Five is good. Uh, it's I, th- I loved the campaign. I know there was a lot of controversy. People are like, oh, it does what two does, and then like it doesn't finish it. I had a lot of fun in the campaign. I like liked the story, um, quite a bit. It's a lot different from the marketing, but where this game really shined for me, was the new uh, Warzone multiplayer mode. Um, mm. For, like, every Wednesday after it came out, uh, me and several internet friends were getting, well, actually, real-life friends on the internet were getting together to play Warzone. And it's, like, uh, it's an objective-based uh, multiplayer mode. So, like, 
you're still can you can still con can contribute. I haven't talked in a microphone in a while. You can still contribute <laughs> even if you're not like super good at killing the other guys. Um, yeah. And you know it was, it was a lot of real a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. to get back in and play a little bit. It was like one week I logged in and then all of a sudden all the other teams were really good. Uh, so that was a real bummer. Um, yeah. Just like one night we played and we were we always got uh, wallop. But Halo Five, man, just a great. Ah, it's so slick too. Um, this game, if it had couch uh, multiplayer, if it had local multiplayer, like could probably be my number one game. Um, <laughs> it's a real bummer that they did away with that, and I don't agree with any of the like. If they could do this, the resolution scaling so intelligently, like they say, like why couldn't you give us the couch, uh, the couch multiplayer that we've had for fucking ever for fifteen mm. years? So, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I for me, uh, I loved Halo Five as well. Um, I I gravitated towards the breakout multiplayer mode in the arena uh, because, like those like really tight four on four battles with no respawns, I thought were really fun. But yeah, Halo Five is all right. I didn't expect to like that game as much as I ended up liking it. So I liked it better than uh, I liked it better than four, um, and I liked four a lot. So yeah, same with me. Um, Fred, what about your number four? All right, so my number four is uh, Jotun. I don't know if either of you have played that. What is that? An acro- is that an acronym? No, Jotun, the ice giants from Nordic myth. Oh, J O T U N. Jotun. Did that come out, or is that you yeah. just played it at PAX? No, I have it. I have it on Steam. Okay. Uh, it it came out <laughs> sometime. I think October ish. Um. Beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, lots of like hand-drawn illustrations in it. It reminds me a little bit of uh, you remember when I was like big into the Banner Saga? Yeah, it's like that very similar like early Disney, early Miyazaki style animation. But everything is based on you know Nordic mythology and and you know the ice giants and the origin of the universe. And it's very faithful to uh, to that uh, mythology. Um, can we call it mythology? Is it religion? What do we what do we say here? Mythology, I, guess it's all, I think it's all mythology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you play I, I as went, a. I went and a, enjoyed a, some uh, Christian mythology uh, a couple days ago. Uh, like <laughs> little kids doing a play at church. It was cute. That was adorable. Cute. Um, but yeah, you play as a as a this female Viking who. Um, you, you, I don't want to give away too much of the story, but basically you're going through the realms of, of the world tree, uh, trying to fight these different ice giants all from this, uh, this mythology to try to uh, impress the gods mm-hmm. to uh, get revenge or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't want to ruin too much of it. But uh, it, it, it plays out a lot like Shadow of the Colossus. Huh. Um, you know, you're, you're basically Wander. You fight these giant enemies, each of which has a different strategy that you have to learn to beat. Uh, you get some different tools along the way, but ultimately it, it comes to, you know, it's, it's not a very complicated game. It's more about exploration, like, of these different worlds and learning about, you know, at, at, they uh, intersperse these uh, lessons about this mythology throughout the game. So you learn about what they, what they believed at that time or still do in some circles, I guess, if you like black metal. Um, it's so yeah, it sounds a little bit like that game that both of you liked from last year. Um, Never Alone, Never Alone, yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar. I mean, the gameplay itself is different, 
mm-hmm. but the the way they intersperse lessons about that culture is is uh, very similar. Um, really, really love the game. It's it's a lot of walking simulator uh, in between battles, much like Shadow was. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. like you know, because when I played at PAX, it was just the battle, so I didn't realize. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was more like Titan Soul, and that it was all the battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not just the fights. Um, the like the boss levels are usually just boss levels, but to unlock the boss levels, you have to go through the different realms, and they're more the, more often than not walking sims. Is it, um so. Is it, would you say it has, does it have like a, like a heartfelt story? Is it going to get me by my, my dick strings? I mean, heart strings. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to gone home you. Okay. But that's, uh, that's the, that's the 10 though. Like, is it going to like, <laughs> is it going to get me at six? I think you'll care. I don't think it's going to, it's going to tug at the heartstrings more than uh, anything. I think it's going to, it's going to make you go, wow, this is a piece of art. This was very lovingly put together i don't think it's going to make you go i'm going to sob now because of all the emotions but you can appreciate the value of it just you know like i am the i mean i was soft before but like i cried like a couple (laughs) times during star wars oh me too high five john you're just like me now (laughs) you're just like me dude i was i i had no heart when i was your age so you're just gonna get worse yeah i know (laughs) um yeah okay uh, it's all, it's also maybe worth mentioning that Yoten looks like it's on sale for ten bucks right now on Steam. Oh, so, cool! It's a it's a good game. I'm gonna uh, make that number awesome. eleven on one to my wanted to playlist. Yeah, I I hadn't even heard of it. It looks awesome. I just watched the trailer where you were I, talking. I about played it, it a couple times at PAX. I I really enjoyed it. So because mm, cool. you know games go to PAX forever. Yeah, very yeah. True. The, the I mean, it was it was a good what nine months between when we saw it at PAX and. Then I saw it, and then I saw it at PAX again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, what about your number four, John? My number four is Ori and the Blind Forest. Fuck yeah, it is. That game was a banger, and I hope this is on Fred's list, because Jesus Christ, that... You want a spoiler? It's not. (laughs) It's my number three. Okay, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, Man. Let's both talk about it. Yeah. yeah, Because, like, we'll just flow in, because, like, we played this as... uh, for part of game club and while the sort of i'm gonna be honest like the emotion stuff they were going for like didn't get me like it in much the same way that brothers didn't get me like because it felt like very contrived but what did get me was the insanely beautiful visuals uh and the just super tight gameplay like yeah the thing with me lately is like I don't like I'm not going to games just to a, a lot of times just to get that that core gameplay loop that often like more often than not I'm looking for like a narrative hook or whatever but holy shit did that gameplay feel good um it like man as far as like the, I love those kind of games like I love uh Castleroid games Right, Castleroid <laughs> games, yeah, Castle Metroidvanias, Castleroid games, like I like, you know, Super Metroid probably somewhere on my top ten, all time. Ever. You know, it's between six and ten, probably. Yeah. Eh, maybe it's eleven. Anyway, somewhere around there. Uh, I loved uh, shit. Now I'm saying I love it. The the stupid uh, Orson Scott card game, um, just came out on PC. I don't remember it. Oh god damn it! It was by chair made it ah fuck it i can't remember it fallout 4 
Oh, no North Senate. Uh, Shadow Complex. Shadow, Shadow Complex. Like that's a that's a uh, real banger yeah. of a game. Uh, this game, yeah, this game was just one of the best examples of that that yeah. genre. Fred and uh, just to chime in, because this is on my list as well. I I love it. Um, it it seems like this is where that that kind of game is going. The way it's kind of laid out and the way it's formatted, it's so like different. Uh, and refreshing and innovative for that kind of genre that like it's like man like this is something that i love that's not exactly familiar but i love it even more for being the way it is mm-hmm. i think the thing i thought about ori was that it was it's gonna be a weird term it was really well balanced for a metroidvania type of game yeah mm-hmm. um the ramp, you know, like the it, ramp was like was silky smooth Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, uh, there was, uh, you didn't feel compelled to, like, backtrack to the beginning of the goddamn game all the time, like you did with a lot of the uh, the Metroidvanias, and, you know, you, you felt rewarded for doing so, like, there was compelling reasons to go back and forth. The world wasn't so large as to be, like, particularly daunting, um, and then the story cues, like, while it wasn't, like, the, you know, the, the story about your friend and, you know, the big goofy guy who who you get reunited with and all that wasn't quite as interesting to me. Um, but the, the villain of the game, the, you know, the Eagle or the, no, owl, owl. that yeah. was, yeah, that was protecting its young and all that. That was, you know, that was not unpredictable, but like, you know, it felt right. It, it didn't feel, it didn't feel as contrived as, you know, going back to brothers, like brothers completely like near the end of the game. I was like, all right, I get it. You know, you guys love each other. Blah. <laughs> um, and there was no real, like, the villain of brothers, I think, was the older brother for what, like, you know, we're going to, you're going to risk two lives to save an elderly man's life. You know, that, that didn't make sense to me. But, um, yeah, I, I loved, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. It was a, it was a, a very welcome surprise. Cause, like, normally those Metroidvania games go a little bit above, above me. Like, I, I just don't have the, the patience to get involved because of all the backtracking. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think Ori's world is nice and concise, so that makes it easier. It's also weird, like there are no real shortcuts. There's like maybe one or two in that in that game, right. uh, but it doesn't need them. Um, yeah, yeah, even the the powers that you get felt like a little bit more compelling because it wasn't like you get a bigger gun most of the time. Like it was, you know, Bash, oh, I can hang the, uh, glide triple, now, triple yeah. jump, triple the, jump was the where, Bash move where, where you can like rotate around something and shoot it in the opposite direction of yourself is the coolest move yeah. in any platformer ever as far as I'm yeah no concerned. it was a lot of fun yeah um cool john you're well, that was three. my number three john yeah. he liked it more than me he's a better person my number three is is uh her story okay uh like there's another game we played on on game club and i don't what i loved about this game is it the kind of like lack of structure um <laughs> like, it's hard to put into words right so like if, for people who haven't played this game it's an fmv game where you basically you play as a guy sitting in the the basement of a uh a police station like watching old interview videos and trying to piece together a case although there's not that's not explicit like, it's a research simulator. Right, there's no there's there's no gameplay mechanic where you're trying to piece things together. You are the only mechanic is you are watching videos. Uh so in, in using it like an archaic search engine. So 
what I really loved about it, because like, frankly, like the acting is not by the the by the single actress is not the most incredible thing in the world, and the the mechanics are interesting. Um, but the conversations that I had or listened to and ideas I read around this game uh, just were were super. I mean, they were fantastic, and it was just like in uh in a it like subversive way like the way that they kind of did this uh you know it's one of those things where you're like man they can't really do that trick again uh and i think games that that do that that do that who uh not you know you can count them on uh, uh one hand like spec ops the line right like the you can't really pull that trick again because now anybody who would play that is 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 looking for it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it just uh, I I think that it's like it's like this. You ever hear that board game um, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective? Yeah, and it's like this game where like you buy it comes with packets, right? Like with these scenarios in them, and you can only ever play the one thing once. So once you've played the whole game, like you're you know you can't really okay maybe that's not the best analogy sorry but you can never go back to that well yeah it, like it just it's it just so interesting in that way um and my wife again this is one that my wife and i played together it's just you know really fun it was mm-hmm. uh it was the video game equivalent of like performance art oh no because those are out there but yeah i hear what you're <laughs> saying <laughs> this was a bit more grounded then i assume well yeah i mean it wasn't you know woman covered in feces sitting in a mall but you know it, it was close um no but like like john said like you can't like i definitely like this game as well uh, i don't think i got in into it as enough enough to uh make it my top five but it does do something that i don't think another game has done in a while which is more it's more about the the meta the ludo narrative um it's more about what you how you yourself go about trying to piece together what the game is and how to play it as opposed to what the game is uh, trying to tell you. Because the story itself is not entirely compelling. It's how the story comes together, that is. Yeah. And the, the fact that you could watch... Yeah. The, the, the path, plus, plus the musical interludes. Mm-hmm. And the path you go down is it can be it's so nonlinear that it's just... Uh, it, it's really interesting just thinking about the other ways yeah. other people could have experienced that game. There's a lot of uh, dead ends and red herrings in that storyline to like lead you to like you could, you know, if if you're anything like me, you you kind of get where it's going and then you go, all right, I got it. Um, I'm sure there's some people who played that game to try to find every single video that was available. Yeah, that's probably how I'm going to play it. So, Oh, you haven't played it yet? Not yet. It's been loaded on my computer for like a week and a half now. It's a couple hours. It's a couple hours. So, yeah, I think that would. uh that would that game would be really great on I think they've announced it for iPad, but that would be just It's on iOS. Is it's it? on iPhone. Yeah, I think yeah. that like that would be a good way to experience that is like on a flight or something. Mm. Um yeah. Cool. I, I I'm excited to play it. I've heard so many good things, so. Uh number two for you, Fred. Alright, number two is uh John's gonna hate me for putting this on the list. Um, number two, and I, I picked this based on how compelled I was in such a short period of time while playing it, uh, and how much I actually did like it was Overwatch, the beta, the I almost, beta. public beta, ah, a beta almost, a beta almost made my, uh, 
my top ten. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, the Star Wars Battlefront beta made my list. But go ahead. Uh, yeah. Somebody had Basically. Fortnite so, on one of their lists, so this is okay. Fair enough. Uh, Overwatch is a <laughs> Blizzard uh, <laughs> FPS. Um, it is uh, objective based. It is. It is sort of their version of, uh, I guess I'm going to call it Team Fortress 2. It's got that plus some MOBA elements mixed in, um, wherein, you know, it's it's two teams competing for an objective. Sometimes you're an attacker, sometimes you're a defender. Sometimes I think uh, it's it's determined by who takes what action. But, you know, every, every character in this game, and I think there's like 25 or so, um, are, are unique and serve a very interesting function that, you know, you can you can sort of specialize in being one character and really get very good at it, or you can try to diversify yourself to fill in uh, roles within different teams. Um, you know, there's melee characters, there's range characters, there's, there's pure support characters, characters who almost can't get a kill. Um, and the way they've balanced the game and, and have, like, this point system where, um, you know, you can be a healer and just heal the whole game and still be the best player uh, as far as rank goes because of how well you you healed in what situations and the fact that it's objective based and not just murder the other guy. Um, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think hate it was, you, dude. I would. This sounds like something I would really like to play. Uh, it was. I mean, it's a beta, and it was the gameplay was a little shallow um, because like it's it's just do these things right there's no real inkling of a story or anything like that mm-hmm. um but i suspect when the full game comes out and considering it's blizzard they're probably gonna add content as the game goes on um i think that there's a lot of potential in this game and it, it really does just the selection of characters and how unique they are that's where it sort of feels like a moba to me more than tf2 yeah. um because there's just so many characters um and team construction is like a very large component of the game itself. Like, you know, if you go in with all snipers, you're going to get crushed by some of the characters out there. Yeah. But uh, it's so well put together, um, you know, and it's weird because it's a box game. Like it's here. It costs X amount of dollars and then you have the game as opposed to being like a monthly fee yeah. or a free to play or anything like that. It's going to be $60 on PS4 and Xbox One. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's 60, 60 bucks, and then you can get all the free-to-play stuff out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... it. Wait, is it... If wait, it was free-to-play... It, it's not free-to-play on PC. It is free-to-play on PC? No, it's every... It costs uh, whatever everywhere, but then all the all the future DLC and all that is is free. And then you pay, like you just you pay for cosmetics. Probably. I don't think they even have cosmetics. I don't know. If it, if uh, yeah, I mean, they haven't they announced any do. kind of model yet. Yeah, uh, I would be... Yeah, so. I would be just incredibly surpri- surprised if this game doesn't have microtransactions in some way it must, i mean it must it may not come out the gate they it, own but, uh... they they make hearthstone and world of warcraft <laughs> yeah i know i know but uh it, it is uh it is the best constructed like commercial game that i played this year for what it's worth like i don't like john has corrupted my gameplay like i play so many like indie titles and and like little uh, little upstart games that have weird narratives that like the the triple A like play this game because everyone's playing it thing like I I never get into anymore mm. and this felt like as close to that as I'm gonna get yeah I'm really excited to play Overwatch I thought it looked awesome from the moment they announced it so I didn't get into the beta though I'm not cool so well <laughs> I mean you gotta know people yeah, and you true. know me. now i know (laughs) um john what about your number two uh so my number two very like if i hadn't 
powered through uh, another game a couple weeks ago that Alex helped me with. Uh, might have been on my best games that I, I didn't play list. Uh, but my second favorite game, I'm about 20 hours into it, which means basically nothing at all. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, The Phantom Pain. I would say 20 hours is a good chunk out of Metal Dude, Gear. Dude, I've got like, I'm on, I'm on the eighth mission. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, There's only 50. I do all side ops. <laughs> Yeah, that's as soon as I did too. Up. As soon as they come up, John does all the things. I mean, I'm like 97 hours in, and I'm pretty much done with everything. Pretty much, almost. So, uh, when does the when does misogyny walking or start uh, show up? Quiet. Uh, do you, are you okay with me telling you what chapter that is? What? Yeah, sure. I'm like I'm in I'm in the eight. Not I'm in round eight or nine. It's, yeah, it's chapter nine. So mission nine. Okay. Cool. Great. Can't wait. Nate, yep. I need more naked ladies. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be furious <laughs> just at some of the shit that happens that game, John. Just so you know. I know, I know, I know. I'm prepared for it. Like I've John, I think you need to record yourself playing that game. At this point, <laughs> I've played, you know, all of the numbered Metal Gear Solid games. Uh Which is all you need to play. Yeah. You should play Peace Walker, but it's fine. I've watched Peace Walker. Okay. Uh I watched I watched uh, Drew Scanlon watch Peace Walker. Yeah, that's God. a good way to. The to world take is the, the world is horrible. Anyway, th- this is the year I played through um, Metal, Gear's Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, and Four. Not in that order, because uh, I think I went four, two, three. Yeah, and I played one a couple years ago, and of course played in like '97. Uh, mm-hmm. In because I wanted to play this, I don't know why I wanted to play this so much. Uh, until you started playing it, and you're like, oh, this is a really good playing video game. This is one of the best playing video game, like, open-world video games I've ever played. Because, yeah. like, the systems that are, like, bumping up against each other are, like, uh, Far Cry-esque. Um, mm-hmm. Or Spelunky-ish in that. Spelunky. I mean, I have yet to been able to, like, unleash uh, a tiger on an outpost. And I don't know that that happens. But it's it's in the same realm as that, where they're they're... There are systems at play that can bump up against each other. Oh, um, yeah. And the things you, like, the sort of just kind of crazy shit that you can set in motion is, is so fun. Um, I really like that more than in any other Metal Gear game, uh, I feel like I'm having a good time. I'm doing sneaky shit. I'm doing that. Uh-oh, things went crazy. I'm going to blow up the C4 I randomly placed throughout <laughs> this base and just kill everything. Yeah. Um, and it is it is just super fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there, I don't think there's ever been a game where I've felt as much like a like a super spy as I have in Metal Gear Solid Five. Because like one, I have limitless tools, so that's great, and I can just drop in more tools if I need them. Oh man! Uh, and then I can tell my horse to poop. Yeah, uh... but then you're like you're sneaking <laughs> through a base, and like you can set contingency plans. Like if you get seen to do this, like you said, like blow up C four or something like that. And, like, that shit can work. Like, it can just, like... Dude, and you work. go back to a base for, like, another... Like, you know, the way they do... Because, like, granted, I mean, I'm only... I think I'm... I don't know how many areas there are, but I'm in Afghanistan. I'm going back to s- certain bases for side ops. And it's, like, the way a lot of games can feel recycled when they reuse the same areas over and over. Destiny. <coughs> Destiny. <coughs> um, <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen here because you f- you're having, like, a permanent effect on the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, oh, the last time I was through here, I wrecked all their communications equipment, and now they're yelling to each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's shit like that that's like, wow, this is so weird that this game exists. Yeah, it's it's like, man. Uh, you have it, so much left ahead of you, John. I know, so I know, I have so much, and it's like... <laughs> that game's gonna get so fucking crazy for you. It's weird, because, like, it doesn't even... The, the, the Metal Gear weirdness is so sporadic. Uh, like, the, you know, weird flying guys and you know, skull face guys and like midichlorians or fucking nanobots or whatever. Like it's, there's so little of it so far. Um, and I love that shit, but the gameplay is just so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're totally saving that for the end, John, you know that Yeah, Kiefer, it all comes together. Kiefer is kind of, eh. but I, I, I don't think David Hayter would have been right for this game. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up, man. Like, I don't think David Hayer would have talked more. I think, like, the thing is, like, they just wrote it in a way, like, that the char- the main character was going to talk a lot less, and it just happened. also happened they wanted to switch the actors because Big Boss and Snake are two different characters, and they really wanted to establish that, and which they should have done from the get-go. Yeah, but... David Hayer's kind of so cheesy. Yeah, but, like, I kind of like that. I've... Like, in 4, when he kind of hams it up at a couple of places, I'm like, I'm into this. But this game is so much less cheesy. It even, is, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're in Afghanistan in the early 80s helping the Mujahideen, you know, who becomes yeah. the Taliban. Um, yeah, like, it's it's fucked up. Like, it, it it is very serious, and it is a lot more grounded. Yeah. Even when, like, shit gets crazy. Like, they're still like, oh, I'm in Afghanistan. Okay, like, these are these people. Uh, the same thing when you go to the next area. So. Oh, and uh, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, um, looks great, right? I can only imagine what it looks like on PC because it looks fucking fantastic on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Yep, yeah. yeah. and that frame rate though, mm, super good. <laughs> uh, I love it. I like good sixty frame per second game. Don't yeah. judge me, Fred. The game looks. <laughs> the game is dope. The game is dope. The game is hashtag dope. Um. All right. Well, now we're on to game of the year. So, Fred, what's your uh your number one for 2015? What's your goatsy? Oh boy. <laughs> all right. So this is um you know my, my criteria for this is not only did I love this game, but it's a game that I played uh not because of Game Club, not because of popular opinion, but of my own volition. Like I sought this game out once I knew about it, and like because it just spoke to me. Um, this game is the Telltale Games Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. and uh i'm not picking an episode i think you know the it's a five-part series i think all five parts are are pretty much the same you know it's it's one game mm-hmm. um the reason i'm picking this is you know it, it's it's a telltale game and in that regard like it's a little bit formulaic and in, the, you know, in the future all games are telltale games i know pretty much <laughs> um but it's you know it, it is it is telltale engine right it is that that storytelling um that we sort of uh i think you know walking dead was sort of where they really established how their games are going to play out and it's really about the narrative but they they mingle in the borderlands craziness uh in such a great way in this game um that you know it's a lot of fun to play there's some action scenes that feel like a little less point and click like walking dead was and more like a borderlands game um there's a lot of of tie back to the board like this is canon this actually happens between uh borderlands uh the pre-sequel and or no not pre-sequel 
Borderlands 2 and Borderlands oh, 3. Oh, Fred, I am I so... I was p- putting off playing it before, but now that I know that it, it takes place squarely within the hallowed mythos, mythos yeah, of the Borderlands universe, whew, thank but here's, um, goodness. Here's why this is my number one of the year. Um, this game, hands down, has the best comedic writing of any video game of all time. Even there were more moments, so than Portal 2. More so than Portal 2, I think. Um, I think they're going for different things, uh, but this game was comedy through and through. Um, you know, uh, Portal is a lot of wit and it's a lot of, uh, you know, most of the comedy comes out of just narrative, right? It's, it's imagining these wacky things. Whereas this game not only has that, but a lot of the game is, you know, it's, it's visual puns. It's, um, it's comedic timing. This is a game that gets comedic timing right. The way the actions on screen take place. Um, it's it's so well done. And you can tell that this game was not made... Like, I mean, it was obviously made by developers, but it was not conceived by developers. This was conceived by a funny writing staff, people who want to write comedy. Um, I've never seen a game take on pure comedy on the way this one does. Um, and it even had some like emotional moments that like really brought the st- story together and made you care about the characters. It is uh, hands down the best comedy game I've ever played, and it for that reason alone, it gets my number one game of the year. Wow! I yeah, that's I've... a ringing endorsement. I've been meaning to get around to it, but yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like you are not the only person that has told me all of that. Like it has gotten so much praise all around. It's kind of astonishing. I feel like nobody was really expecting it. Um, no, I certainly wasn't. Uh, and it's exciting. Like I'm, I'm excited to play it. I have it on PC, and I'll, I'll get around to it. I think it'll run better on PC than it would on like, well, I guess PS4, Xbox One. Their game, okay. their go- their games run like trash on every platform. No, they, yeah. they really do. I, uh, I've gotten better. Like for the PS3, Xbox 360 era stuff, it was just like. They, uh, I actually think that better. maybe they they don't have programmers doing the game part either. They have comedy writers <laughs> uh, doing the game programming. So they're just it's just an entire game development studio full of writers. Lazy dev. Rodney, Rodney dev. Dangerfield runs her QA. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm sure. I, I I'm sure you are, John. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they've sure. got like. It, like that engine is probably like the antenna at the end of Bill and Ted's, just held together by <laughs> bubblegum. Uh, hopefully the, it'll fall apart so they have to fix it <laughs> we can only hope uh, John what about you okay. number one best game so you guys are going to think uh, that this is a joke um, this is a promotional game it's a, it was a free game uh, it's pack and jump it's a, it's a couple hours long it's kind of I don't know what to say here uh, so it's got ludicrous in it Oh Luda. God. So this is uh, Forza my favorite, Horizon. My, Fast fav- and Furious. my favorite game of the year is Forza Horizon Two presents the Fast and the Furious. Uh, this game is fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, okay, you added a Fast and Furious story to like my my 2014 game of the year. Okay, mm. let's do this. Ludicrous is in it, like. I get to I get to like get all these cool cars from the movies. Absolutely. If there's any if we need any proof that the universe is set up squarely to entertain me, this game's existence and also that like 
the guy from Fast and Furious is directing a new Star Trek movie. Star is, Trek, is yes. proof <laughs> that the universe is set up for me. So, I don't know how well, much... you are a, a, a white male yeah. living in America. <laughs> it's true. Yep. We're pretty much just, like, built for you, <laughs> the whole world. It's not wrong. Um, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's not wrong. Um, anyway, I mean, there's not... Like, I love this game. Uh, I played the crap out of it for all four hours that I could could ring out of it. Is it does it is it the best game of the year? Certainly not. But uh it's my favorite game of the year. That's all that matters. Is you it know, just I, uh I, Oh go ahead, Fred. I was gonna say I played this too because it was, you know, it was the proper price. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not even like a racing fan. You know, like uh, like racing games are a little bit like I'll 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 sit down with them in like a movie theater arcade, but that's about it. Uh, and I definitely enjoyed the bit that I played for this. I mean, I had downloaded it out of uh, curiosity since I work in advertising, mm. and like to me, this is like this is video games finally. You know, like they finally come into the mainstream enough that advertising is a thing. Like advertisers care to utilize them, not just sell them. Um, and and it was very interesting to actually finally see like this is something I've talked about for some time like why the hell hasn't Coca Cola like sponsored an island in World of Warcraft yet you know like why why is that not a thing um, yeah. and and to see this and to see it it's particularly the, well done it's a perfect example of corporate synergy yeah <laughs> like it was it was Pizza Hut demo discs to Doritos Crash Course to Fast and the Furious presents. Uh, this is the, the ultimate expression. PlayStation of that. Underground. PlayStation Underground. I just think that, man, I would love to see more stuff like this where it makes sense. And it's like they took a bunch of existing assets and uh, layered things in. This is kind of almost what I hope for for No Man's Sky is that at some point, like they bust that thing wide open and people are allowed, people can make a uh, or any of these stupid space games. I want to play a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game in in a modern in a modern game right yeah um so man this is this is a fun experience and i think it's like advert gaming done right yeah i mean i played it too i only played the first hour of it i never played a driving sim ever before also uh and i knew you would recommend it john so yeah, I had a good time with it. It, has, it controls well, it feels good, and Ludacris is, is awesome. So Ludacris is Luda. Luda. Yeah. Luda. I mean, ain't that the truth? So, I mean, you like what you like, right? But was that that's it. What is that supposed to mean? It just means you have terrible <laughs> taste, John. Don't don't take it personally. No, I'm just kidding. I'm friends uh, with you guys, clearly. <laughs> uh, no, it matter. What matters is that it's your favorite game, not that it's the best game. Take it to the bank. Uh, but let's finish out 2015 by looking ahead to 2016. I want to know what the two of you are most looking forward to. Oh man, uh, let me bring up this because I think 2016 is uh, a year full of bangers. Um, it is. I think every year is a year full of bangers, and then well, and then the year comes around. Is Mass Effect uh, supposed to come out? Yes, it is scheduled to come out uh, holiday 2016. That'll get pushed. That's not yeah. gonna, that game's not coming out. That's January 2017, if ever I've seen one. John, if your number one is not the same as my number one, I'm going to be shocked. Well, Tacoma. Yeah, Tacoma. Yeah. Okay, Tacoma, good. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I thought we what were about like, Firewatch? Firewatch is a, is a close number two, but like, I mean, one of those games has Steve Gaynor, and one of those games does not. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for both of those, because those are the first... It feels like those are the first real uh, Tacoma, especially like games to come out 
after Gone Home, right? Like following yeah. that lineage. Um, they're both like in that direction. Um, so I'm really excited for those. Oddly enough, I was looking at The Verge, uh, and there are 44 games we can't play, wait to play in 2016. It's like, where'd you come up with that number, you asshole? <laughs> Every game that's coming out in 2016. Well, no, it's yeah, funny, because they, uh, they have Firewatch on there, but no Tacoma. It's like, okay. All right, guys. Also, I've, I've been saying this. But, uh, but Mirror's to Edge, do. I'm really looking forward to Mirror's Edge as well. Oh, yeah, so. Catalyst. Uh, Gone Home comes out on PS4 on January 12th. And you should download it if you haven't played it before. So, oh great, Alex, John, if- Alex just gave away my uh, my favorite, my most anticipated re-release of 2016. <laughs> oh my bad. It's Whoops. worth it's worth noting that it's also on that same day. It's also coming out on Xbox One, the all in all in one entertainment oh, console. That. Yeah, that's awesome. Then everyone should play it, and you don't have an excuse not to. So, well, everybody should go buy an Xbox One and buy Gone Home. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I was saying. Oh, what if um, the game was called Bygone Home? <laughs> bygones be bygones. Right? That's the sequel. Yeah, I'm gonna play yeah. it. I'm gonna play it again. Um, as soon as Me it too. drops, I look. God, I fucking love that game. Yep. Um. All right. I think that's it. That's this top ten. That was. Those are good lists. Top five, I guess. In this case, uh, I, I, I think you had I a good list. I Fred. talked about twenty two games. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I liked this year for gaming. It was a little easier on me. Yeah, there you go. It was um, it was better. I would say it was way better than four, fourteen was. Ugh, was it like fourteen Mo- was hit or miss. Mordor was the best yeah. game that came out that year. Come on, that game sucked. You had ah, Pixel Pix the Cat on your list for a hot minute before Yo, Pix, removing it. Pix the Cat, Pix the cat is still great game. Yeah. Like it's an amazing game. <laughs> That's the best Pac Man game to come out since uh, like Pac Man Battle Royale. Pac Man Two Fifty Six. Yeah, that game's okay. All right, fair enough. Well, thank you, uh, thank you too for coming on Irrational Passion. No, thank, thank you, you for, for coming on Fantastic Neighborhood. Yeah, thank you for letting me on Fantastic Neighborhood as well, since this is podcast synergy, right? Corporate here. synergy. Um, and if you Yay, don't listen to hug. Fantastic Neighborhood, you should. Well, because uh, it's a you great can listen show. to the archives because we're not on anymore. So. Uh, well, you should still <laughs> listen to them. I'm still making things every now and then. We're still we're we're still making things. We're just not on a. We're not subscribing to the man's schedule. Yeah, well, keep, <laughs> there's no man's podcast schedule. Yeah, I mean, keep keep tuned. We maybe we'll have news in 2016. We'll see, right, Fred? We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. Um, cool. Well, if you don't follow John and Fred, you should follow Fred at Proto Addict on Twitter and John at Hey John Anderson on Twitter. It's only one H and Hey and John. There's no H and John. There's one H and Hey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got there no somewhere. One, no one has ever um, followed me. Yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, and those are good lists. If you're listening to Irrational Passions, stay tuned for more guest top tens. And if you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood, stay tuned for more uh, of John's most anticipated remakes slash remasters of 2016. That might have already happened. Probably. Welcome to Walmart. Did you find everything you need? I believe so. I would just like to buy this. Well, it looks like someone is going to have a Merry Christmas. Well, I certainly hope so. Well, I think this gift would cheer up just about anyone. Though you know, we do have a Darth Vader-themed one in the back. Man, pretty much everything here is Star Wars-themed, huh? Nah, you know, it's alright. I'll just take this one. Are you sure the Vader one is very limited edition? Everything in this store is Star Wars-themed, and they're going to be releasing a new Star Wars movie every year for the rest of my lifetime. How limited could this be? Nah, I'll stick with this one. My friend isn't, you know, really into Star Wars either. 
Excuse me? What? Uh, you know, he's more of a he's more of a Trekkie. We have a code BB-8 at Register 7. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to wait for some assistance. Uh, I'm sorry, what? I, I just want to buy this. Sir, you realize that Star Wars is culturally the most important thing this holiday season, correct? More important than the spirit of give it? More important than the gift of life! Your life! Which I will take if you do not buy anything Star Wars related. Look, what, what can I do to speed this up? I really have to get to the bank before it closes. Well, I cannot let you get out without buying something Star Wars. It goes against store policy. All right, how about I buy this uh, gum? This Yoda chew. Good, but not good enough. You have to have at least a two-to-one ratio of Star Wars to non-Star Wars items. All right, fine. I'll get this issue of Star Wars Cosmo. It features articles about the Force Cleanse and, ooh, 17 ways to make your Jedi swoon. All right, that'll do. Will you be paying with Apple Pay or Samsung Pay? Uh, cash. What the hell is that? What the hell is cash? You're a cashier. What do you mean, what the hell is cash? We only accept Apple Pay or Samsung Pay. It's much more convenient than all other forms of payment. All right, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll use the Samsung Pay. Just tap here. Beep. Didn't register. Try again. Beep. Try again. Beep. Once more. Boop, beep, boop. Okay, just sign there. Okay, now use the thumbprint ID. Okay, it's ringing up. Okay. All right. Okay, you're good to go. Oh, thank God. Can I, uh, can I have a receipt, please? Do you have the print receipts at Walmart option enabled in the settings menu? Oh, for shit's sake. A very merry, fantastic neighborhood Christmas is brought to you by Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay. A little bit more convenient for you, inconvenient for everyone else. Well, it's that time of year again, the 2015 recap, John, and you know with recaps comes the Fantastic Neighborhood Superlatives. Superlatives? Superlatives? I don't know. It's a hard word. Serpico. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you and I, we always write our our superlatives. We we recorded our our top five games of the year with our friend uh, Alex from, uh, what's the name of his little show there? His his cute little show? Uh, Um... Irrational, irrational, pas- irrational Passions. Okay. Irrational um, Passions podcast. It's a good show. Um, good show. So wait, and that's coming up later in the show? Or have people already listened to Or maybe to that? they've already heard it. Who knows? It's a mystery. That'll, yeah, time travel. Post-production. Uh, it's crazy. But, so we covered that stuff. So you and I are going to talk about our superlatives for 2015. So the we rest each... of the Fantastic Neighborhood Video Game, Video James Awards. Yes, so we both wrote our own lists. Uh, maybe there'll be some crossover. Who knows? Um, so I think maybe um, I'm going to go first. Yeah, you go first, and your categories are much uh, better than mine. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, my, my first superlative is Game That I Forgot Came Out This Year, and that title goes to The Order, 1886. Uh, do you have any runners-up? Um, no, I just, did, I just did the... I mean, there's probably the rest of the games I forgot, so I don't... <laughs> Okay, because I want to. Uh, uh, I have another contender in this one, uh, and this m- this game might clean up in this award in this award season. Uh, Hotline Miami Two. Oh yes, Hotline Miami Two. I remember that. That or, came or out sort of uh, do. Yeah, that came out this year. Um, man, I think they both came out around the same time, right? It was very early on in the year. 
Oh man, oh, a couple a couple other bangers. Uh, everybody's gone to the rapture. Oh yes, yes. I I, I bought that game. I own I, a copy of it. Somewhere. I own that game as well. <laughs> um, and let's also not forget uh, Guitar Hero Live. Uh, oh, and out. and Rock Band. Yes. Uh, yeah, I th- yeah. I think it's fair to say that both of those are are essentially forgotten already. Yes. Um, maybe Dying Light, but I don't even feel like I ever had even an inkling towards that. So. I don't think that was ever on my radar. But uh, yeah, all all of those titles came out this year, and we promptly forgot about them. Uh, Twelve months is a long time in the gaming world. It yeah, it's uh, it's it's considerable. Um, you know there there have been some great January February releases in the past. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Mass Effect Two, was I believe a January release, and that thing still won a lot of goaties, goatsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a. I mean, there's probably. I mean, like I said, we're probably forgetting a number of them that came out that we probably enjoyed, for what it's worth. Although chances are we didn't even play them in January. Um, you know, I put I put the order on my list because I actually did like that game, and that game that game was super hype and then super forgotten. Um, that was supposed. It was also supposed to be like that was their franchise. That was Sony's like we're making a we're making a Gears franchise. Take that Xbox. And then they letterboxed it because they couldn't get all the polygons on yeah. the screen. <laughs> but it was still, honestly, it was still a better game than everyone gave it credit for. It's probably I'm, like $5 now, though. Yeah, I feel bad for borrowing your copy and never returning it, I but I'm going to play it. I'm going to play, play it one of these soon. Give it, a, give it a whirly gig. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's one of your superlatives there, John? Um, so I want to go with uh, 2016's uh, most anticipated walking sim. Um, I've got a top three, uh, here. Uh, I feel like I know what two of them are, but. <laughs> so, so we've got, uh, a drift, a dr- uh, a drew one ift, a drew oh, yes, one ift, yes. uh, <laughs> the Oculus, Oculus launch title. Although I think there's, that's more of a, uh, hottest, you know, most anticipated floating sim, but that's the game from Adam, that Adam Orth is working on. He's a right. fellow that used to work at Microsoft. And then said some things about consumers that I don't, who got mad at him? Gamergate? I don't know. Uh, I don't even remember. Um, oh, Gamergate, also a game that came out this year that we already forgot about. Oh, fucking nightmare <laughs> those people are. Um, so, so, yeah, this is like an Oculus launch title. It's also coming out to the... I know Xbox. I forget if it's coming out to uh, the PlayStation. I think it's like 20 bucks. It's a space... I think it's like a little space panic thing. Uh, that you're trying to always get oxygen and survive this exploded space station. It's mm. a, it's not so much a walking sim, so we'll go ahead and disqualify it. Uh, <laughs> the other two games on this list, uh, Firewatch. Ah, uh, yes, that was one of the, that was one of the two I expected. So uh, you've got art, art direction by Ollie Moss. Uh, you know, famous for all those dope like deconstructed posters. All the Mondo posters, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the rest of the people that work on it are all former uh, Telltale and um, what's Tim Schafer's thing? The studio? Also oh, starts God. with a T. Uh, uh, oh, man, you put me on the spot. Now I can't remember something I should know. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's like Chris Remo. It's all the people that work on uh, also do the Irrational or not Irrational Passions. Jesus. Those, uh, oh, some of them work at Irrational Games, too. But... Uh, 
they uh, uh, they also do idle thumbs. Um, so, uh, hopefully, while I've been stammering, you remem- remembered where Tim Schafer works. Double fine. Double fine. Which doesn't not start d- with a T. Doesn't start with a T at all. It doesn't even... <laughs> not even close. Not even, not even a T in it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but that, that game looks, looks real cool. I think it's got like, you could, you know, you can think about the lineage and the people that run in the circles with those people, like Steve Gaynor, who, you know, made the greatest walking sim of all time. Um, although the walking's not that great anyway. Uh, but yeah, that looks really cool. I guess it's the, the premise is you are kind of playing a fellow who's kind of escaping life and goes to work at a one of those fire watch towers in Wyoming and dot, dot, dot. Yes. That's, that's where game is. And then, uh, I think the third game on this list, um, is Tacoma, which I think we're, you and I are assuming it is a walking simulator because we have no reason not to believe that yet, but we, like, we, uh, yeah, information it, is still really sparse about that. They, you know, there's a, there's a game informer cover story. There's a, there's stuff happening in that game, but I don't think that, I don't think there's any combat. Right. It's a first-person exploration game. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe there's branching stuff in this one. I, I don't know. But it's from the guy what brought you uh, Gone Home. And also uh, Nina Freeman is the designer on that. She's, you know, created one of the games I most uh, regretfully didn't play this year, Sybil. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think there's, like, there's... I might be setting myself up to, to get real disappointed on both these, but man, am I looking forward to these two games quite a bit. Um, and I got to say, like, the winner of this category, I think by default, because it won my most anticipated game of the year, period, would be uh, Tacoma. Yes, I'm I'm also, I think that is one of those games where you and I will have to game club it, even though we don't formally do a show anymore. Like, I feel like, yeah, I we think that's that something we will play. Like, that is a game I'm going to play, like, whenever it unlocks. I think, unfortunately, they've moved, like, the uh, Xbox unlocking stuff, I think, now happens at midnight Pacific, 3 t- 3% PM, or 3 Eastern, uh, which is a mm. real bummer. Uh, really tried to influence that decision in the other way. <laughs> um, okay. No, but I'm like, hey, wait, guys. But what if it unlocked at 9 p.m. Pacific, <laughs> right? So then, uh, like, because, you know, it's midnight somewhere. So there's people playing the game at midnight Eastern. So you might as well unlock digitally then. Anyway. It was a valiant effort. Um, All right. Th- th- just so we're clear, that conversation never actually happened. <laughs> or um, did it? Here's one, John, I think that you'll be able to contribute to. Uh, biggest title I regret not playing because I have a full-time job. Oh, well, I mean, I did a whole uh, top ten of these um, that you've either listened to or will listen to soon. <laughs> we got to fix this paradox. Just decide where it is, Fred. It's like a Doctor <laughs> Who episode, dude. Uh, yeah, except this is less lazily written lazily written uh, don't worry it's all gonna come together at the end when i just use my sonic screwdriver to fix the problem yeah okay um <laughs> mcguffin yeah uh, so i i had that whole list and i think number one on it was undertale but since the because this is a since there's a time paradox here like i may have played undertale <laughs> since then yeah i've been you know that that game 
came out of nowhere, and then everyone and their mother told me to play it. Supposedly, um, I'm right at the part the part where it's supposed to like get good because the first hour and a half or so, it's kind of like this is cute, but no. It did look like a slow burn, so I'm not entirely sure. Well, it's we'll a five hour thing. I'm I, I'm gonna get to it soon. So like, I'm gonna bump that from my number one and say my number one, uh, is uh is Life is Strange and my new number ten is everybody's, everyone's gone to the rapture because mm-hmm. I forgot that I both own that and haven't played it yet. And that it existed. Um, cool. So I think, you know, I, I could probably fill a list up with these, but I think the biggest one that I regret not playing, um, Splatoon. Oh, yeah, that's a that's that, a good one. That looks like a fun-ass game, and uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. You know, it, it looks like something you... like. This list is going to be filled with Wii U titles because I'm still not buying a Wii U, even though it's probably a great deal by now. It is not a great deal. No, you can get an Xbox One for less. Well, it's a great deal for people who already own an Xbox One, and I don't know. Um, regardless, I'm not yeah, going to like, play it. Yeah, they're like three hundred uh, still. Yeah, it's it's too much money to play a handful of what I assume are actually very good games, but still just a handful of games. Well, I mean, I think the list, they built the list, man. The, the Wii U is now, a th- like, you know, a uh, little game called Twilight Princess HD. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Who the fuck would buy that? But no, but uh, like uh, Mario Maker, Splatoon. You got Mario Maker, you got uh, Mario 3D Land, you have Mario Kart. Stop me yeah. if I say something that doesn't start with Mario. Uh, Wind Waker HD, uh, Smash bros but like a uh, woolly world uh woolly, woolly world yarn. is a real yeah uh epic yarn was oh that was actually regular Wii, wasn't it yeah uh woolly world there's a bunch of other stuff on there it's i think it's a thing not worth owning it's <laughs> unfortunate i think, I think um, if, it, if it was like 200 bucks and you could just get all those games some i don't know it's another it, one it, of those things where we look at nintendo and go oh so you want to keep all your games on your platform eh? yeah like I just ah, uh, I, I what happened to Sega is what I almost wish happens to Nintendo sometimes. Yeah. Uh, or just keep the handheld. Just go handheld. Or make the hardware just m- much more affordable. If you if it's because they they went out the gate making a profit on the hardware, like mm. even though it had the same specs, the comparable specs to a you know beefed up Xbox three hundred and sixty or something, you know. Right. Couple of game cubes, four games cubes, <laughs> uh, duct taped together. They use a uh, Ouya as the control center. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's other stuff. Uh, yeah, I wish I played Splatoon too, but I, I I don't anticipate having time for that. Yeah, exactly, because you have a job. Um, and a kid. All right, John, hit me up. Give me a superlative here. Uh, okay, so let me look at my list here. Uh, man, all mine are most anticipated, most anticipated re-release of 2016. I don't know what other re-releases are coming out this year, but I'm assuming a lot of them are. Um, I mean, uh, well, I mean, are we talking about true releases or games that are just basically the same? Uh, Either. Because I feel like Last Guardian is going to be a a re-release of Ico. Oh. (laughs) oh. Mirror's Edge is going to be a re-release of Mirror's Edge if that actually comes out. No, that's not even... No, that's a sequel, man. Uh or reimagining it's a pre-sequel so day of the tentacle uh remastered it's a fun Uh, one 
And then Resident Evil Zero Remastered. So that's actually a really interesting game because that's a that's a remaster of a remake. Right. Right. Well, zero, wait, was Zero? No, Zero was the prequel, right? The okay, train. Okay. Oh yeah, because oh, because Resident Evil HD did come out this year, which was a remaster of a um, of the but, GameCube remaster, right? Well, okay, that's still uh, that's still coming out. Oh, I might have found a list online. Um, what we're saying is that there's a lot of Resident Evil games. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> uh, I wish that wasn't real. I wish that uh, wasn't the name of it. Ratchet and Clank? The original? I don't know. Oh, it's all new content. Forget it. Um, that... Let's see what else is on here. Uh, okay, some of these are already out. Casual Crasher, Tearaway. Yeah, these are all out. Um, but I think the winner goes to, since it is technically a re-release, I guess it's just coming to a new console, would be Gone Home. Oh. Gone Home, most anticipated re-release of 2016. <laughs> is, uh, is there any possibility that the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be at all no. complete in 2016? No, right? No. Like, There's no. no way it won't get delayed. So nope. let's just move that. But the PC the PC version is now available on PS4, man. So. The, the the PC ports. Oh, thank God. I'm glad that that game exists on every device that can possibly have it now. No, no, no. It's not on Xbox. I'm sure there's ways to get it there. It's all about it's all about testing your hardware. That's the new Doom. That's so the new what I could do is I could plug my PS4 into the back of my <laughs> exactly. Xbox you just route it through and record. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's let's do one I think that you and I are both going to agree on John and it makes me sad. Most disappointing game with a banging soundtrack. The uh, award here, I think we know the winner. Hotline Miami 2. Hotline Miami 2. Man, what happened? Like they I think the scope is too big. Like they they've tried to you know make a twist um and uh they just like they took took out the thing that made it the original so great which was like the ability to sort of like plan out these combat murder puzzles mm -hmm. and instead uh you know and maybe i'm i think i'm taking this from one of another podcast i heard you end up kind of just creating this situation where you have to like there are these huge levels with more guys and you just have to like kind of make these kill funnels rather than planning out this cool puzzle thing. Um, and it, they just tried to make it so much harder. Oh, and then they took away the cool thing of like the variety of, uh, of what you could do by uh, having all these different characters and prescribing what, what each character could do. Uh, it just, it, it took out like the kind of freeform fun violence of the first one, but that soundtrack was bang. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely something to own. Is that soundtrack? I have um, it on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I may. I think maybe it's just like uh, time. Like maybe. I mean, I don't think I could go back and play the original Hotline Miami again. Like it was. I mean, it was a tough game first and foremost. But mm -hmm. but um, it was like you felt like it, it was a tough game where you felt like okay, well, I can I can eventually master this, and I will I will get felt like this down. One system. Right, yeah. you were playing with one system, whereas Hotline Miami Two feels like a bunch of uh, like role playing game elements mashed into like you know very light, but you know they're all mashed in there. 
uh, different, ca- you know, there's, there's NPC interaction, there's entire levels with no combat, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just roll into my most disappointing all up category. Cause I have uh-huh. a couple other nominees I wanted to talk about. Go for um, it. so I have, uh, this is gonna be weird. Uh, the beginner's guide uh, is on my most disappointed. I don't know this one. Uh, it's the game from Davy, whatever his name is. The guy, one of the guys, what brought you uh, the Stanley Parabola? <laughs> I love the Stanley Parabola. Um, so this is like, I don't want to go too much in this game because I think overall I'm happy with the hour and a half I spent with it and the story it tells. But like, it's so boring to actually play it mm. um like the gameplay is so unengaging like we've seen w- games where all you do that is walk but the gameplay is still engaging this uh, is just like Ugh. i understand what you're trying to communicate with these games being like what they are but this is kind of not fun um but i like the story like i like the arc and i i find it, it, it pretty interesting the questions it raises um and then Hotline Miami 2, obviously, and then Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, Which is surprising, because so many people really swore by that game. Dude, it's just, like, there's all this time-waster shit that you have to do to get, like, the real ending, and then right. they make you do all this stuff in the Batmobile that is just completely not fun. Um, is it just more of the same? Like, is it just, like, we have this formula, we've got to make a new Assassin's Creed, here's a new Batman game? Kind of. Sort of- it's just it's it's real pretty and some of it's real cool but i also didn't enjoy the story very much and uh the one cool trick that the story has kind of gets old after a little bit um but yeah i I think hotline miami 2 has to win this just because how hype i was on that game yeah and then i didn't even finish it sad but true same same for me it's uh Maybe maybe if they ever do a, a Miami three, they'll learn from their mistakes. You know? I just hope just let it let it die. Just make soundtracks from now on is what we're saying. Uh, you know, I feel like they made the second one out of sort of some sense of obligation in the first place, uh, and so their heart wasn't in it. Mm, fair enough. Um, so, John, biggest gaming trend that I am too old to understand. I thought that this is uh, this is pretty apropos for the two of us. Um, is it, if you're gonna give this to PewDiePie yet again? No, 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 no. Um, this <laughs> is actually it, this is gonna go to a game um, that I think is symbolic of of me not getting it anymore. Um, Rocket League. Oh, you know what? I just I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play that. So I I've tried it. So many people swear by this game. They love it. And I'm, it is, it is for what it is. It is well put together. It does what it promises. I just don't, I don't get the appeal of this game. Having played it, like it got very old, very quickly. I don't think your age has anything to do with it. It's just taste. Maybe. I don't know. Personal taste. But also like Dan Zuccarelli, who is much older than us. uh... But Dan's young at heart. Dan has Disney posters on his wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just it, it, th- there's something about it like it just you know without with the lack of like the cars are different but they don't matter because they all function the same. The arenas are different but they all function the same. Like it's it's the same game with a different coat of paint a couple of times, and I just, like after a couple of rounds, I'm like, okay, I get it. There's probably some strategies you can pick up to make to get good at this game, but I don't feel compelled to do it at all because why wouldn't I just play like 
you know, like it's kind of like Twisted Metal without guns or Mario Kart without, you know what I mean? Like without a race, like it just borrows. I, I'm looking forward to eventually playing it. I'm, I'm going to wait for the Xbox version. I don't know why. Fair oh, enough. yeah, because I'm a, a shill, a shill. Well, that as well. So the, um, are there any? Oh, uh, wait, there's uh, my most anticipated another re-release uh, since it's coming to Xbox One. <laughs> um, are there any trends you don't get, John? Uh, I still don't understand Minecraft, oh, but I like no, the music. I don't think I'll ever get that one. Um, John, one more superlative I have that I wanted to talk to you about: biggest failure this year. And I think, oh, I, I hands down know what this one is. I think it's going to be the music game comeback. Oh, for me, I was going to say evolve. You think so? Uh, I feel dude, like they, they made were, their money. They, no, they were pushing that thing hard, and it tanked. Um, surprising. I heard it was I a good you, game, all the same. It, I played it, and I did not enjoy it. Uh, if you go on Steam right now, there are like 150 active people playing it. Ooh. That game is multiplayer only. <laughs> As You know, that does not bode well for a lot of games coming out with the same business model. Well, they're like, uh... Well, the thing is, like, you can't make esports happen, right? You gotta, like... Right, it just has to be. It has to happen. To tr- quit trying to make fetch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the music game comeback was also a just astounding failure. I mean, you know what's funny is like I kind of want to get like I remember uh, it was Guitar Hero three. Like I really enjoyed playing it, and I think I would have fun playing it too. Except I don't know that I want to spend that much money on it. Well, it's good because it's already on sale. Yeah. Um, I I want to play both of these games. The Rock Band pissed me off particularly because like, uh, they kind of they they wanted to sell a sixty dollar disc disc product, but the thing is like I don't want to I don't want to play the songs you picked out for me. Right, exactly. I don't want to play those at all. Like I don't want anything called that's been called alternative rock in the last ten years. I don't want fucking any like there's like three classic rock songs i like right right you got bob o'reilly uh jailbreak uh by thin lizzy and then the boys are back in town by thin lizzy and those are the only three so what we're saying is thin lizzy well yeah and the one song by the who (laughs) um you know it's i i i think they approached it wrong i almost i look at those uh those games less as games and more as platforms i almost wish the game was free well, no, that's what they they this. I mean, this is gonna be the last rock band for, and I, right. yeah, or this is gonna be the last rock band, and like, well, because it failed, but like the idea was that they'd f- just bringing the game to modern consoles, you'd be able to play all your old stuff. But then, like, the, the here's the kind of the other problem for me is like, it's still also kind of, and I think Guitar Hero sort of alleviates this, but the rock band sort of is is stuck on this like iTunes model, you know. Right. We're like, I'm going to pay you $2, and then I'm going to keep this song forever. Um, and I think, like, the big failure with the rock having a rock band night, like a party or whatever, it's like, cool, okay, people are going to pick out these songs. I just dropped $20 on these songs that I'm I'm not going to play these again. Like, it needs to be more of a, like, they, you know what would be nice? Like, a real gross free-to-play model where you put a quarter in the jukebox and you play the song. Um well, I'm or, I'm actually okay with the iTunes or, model if the game is cheaper. Or Spotify, but or like or yeah, I mean that's true too. But like or a Spotify, 
Yeah, Spotify could work too. But I was actually thinking that um, you know, you, you the game is free. Maybe it comes with like five download credits. Like get rid of the story mode or whatever. And then you just you just get the songs that you want. You don't no, bother or, with anything else. I mean, not free, but like charge twenty bucks for it and just have the base game because I have so many songs. Or, right. uh, or charge sixty bucks and give forty dollars worth of credit. Yeah, something along those lines. Like, I just I really don't want to play the songs you picked out for me. Like the chances of me wanting to play "Last Train to Clarksville" by the Monkees. <laughs> That was, I think, on the first rock band. Like, fuck that song. What a nightmare. <laughs> Living hell. Yeah, like a, a monkey's deep cut. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you right in the face. <laughs> um, let's see if there's any anything else I can... Um, any other awards I can make, uh, make up for some of these games. Um, let's see. Metroidvania of the year? Oh, it's Ori. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on. I didn't pl- <laughs> I didn't play Axiom Verge. I think is, is the problem there. Uh, did I you play Axiom Verge? No, but like I can't imagine it being be- like definitively better than Ori. It looks much more iterative on Super Metroid. Yeah, um, but I I don't know that I like that. I like that Ori was a little bit deviant. From that it the looks formula. like a dang well because it also adds this incredibly precise uh, like super hard platforming in like Meat Boy. Uh, esque plat- platforming right with the most beautiful art i think i've ever seen in a video game uh yeah uh-huh that wins it yeah um let's see is there anything else what about uh, uh what about movies that weren't star wars what was your favorite movie that wasn't star wars this year i'll go i'll give you my top five movies of the year and this is really heartbreaking to say um that I, first of all if mr diesel vin if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love, I love Furious Seven. I love it. I, I really thought you were do. gonna say The Witch Hunter. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I did not like that movie. <laughs> that I was didn't a bad. It, but... That was a bad movie. I saw it opening night because obviously, uh, the uh, okay. So I'll go. In, I'll go five. My five from five to one. Uh, my fifth favorite movie of the year was Star Wars. Uh, that was a real good Star Wars movie. Uh, it was like a remix of all the sh- all the hits, uh, right? Like that's it was like a mashup, all the hits. It was uh, it was very good, and it also doesn't need our fucking approval at this point. Yeah, you go. It's like going to see Journey, and they only play the bangers and none of the shit off like <laughs> the later era Journey albums. You know, they only play the hits. They don't play anything from the, the albums they for some reason put out in the late '90s or whatever with different singers. That's what Star Wars is. All Steve Perry, all the time. All Steve Perry. Uh, when the lights go out in the city. That's a good song. Uh, he's not even from San Francisco. Oh, no, he is. <laughs> um, I was just thinking when I would see like a later era journey, iteration of Journey, and they would uh, have like a guy not from San Francisco singing that song about San Francisco. would be like, this city is important to these guys behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I am from Colorado. Uh or whatever. Or the guy from the Philippines that eventually was the singer. Um but uh so yeah, number five. Number four. Do you have a five? Do you want to go in order? This is so this is gonna be my list minus Star Wars. I'm not it's, gonna put Star Wars in it exists in its own category. Um I think Best my, Star Wars movie of the year. Yeah. I think my number five was Ant Man. Okay. 
I really I liked Ant Man. It. it was uh it was it was humorous, it was fun, it felt like when it felt like the first Iron Man. Um to its discredit, it felt a lot like the first Iron Man. But to its credit, like uh, you know, the jokes were good, the acting was fun, it there were parts that felt a little bit like a heist movie, which was fun. Um, and I like the character. It, it, you know, it plays into the larger cinematic Marvel universe, but uh, it stands by itself, and I, I really liked it. Plus, Paul Rudd. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right, John, number four. What's your number four? Um, my number four is Inside Out. My number uh, four is also Inside Out. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, adorable. Is this is why we still get our periods at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I cried. <laughs> like a bunch. I think it came close. I definitely did. It was uh, no, it was it was very good. Uh, you know, I saw it with the wife. Um, love Lewis Black. Uh, <laughs> every part with Lewis Black made me laugh just by virtue of knowing who it was. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I just thought that movie was just fantastic from, from start to end. Like, I was kind of dreading it at first because I think I was like, like, oh, this is going to be about this little girl being depressed or something horrible like that. Right. And you know, the movie ended up being great. And I think it's a, a, something I'm really looking forward to, like, Booker seeing when he's, like, five or six. And I like that it didn't, I like, like that they're t- dealing with real-ass human emotions. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't, like, candy-coat the, the idea of being depressed and, you know, like, these, these actual sad, emotional yeah. things that, like, kids go through. It also was a movie where you can say it had all the feels and not be a dick. Oh, did you tell me what your number five was? My number five was that, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm torrenting that now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm renting it legally. <laughs> All right, so uh, number three, John, I'm going to go this time. My number three was Creed. Okay. Um, uh, did you see I, it? Dude, I, I fucking saw it twice in oh, the theater. really good. Really dude, good. I fucking love it. It might be my favorite movie that Rocky Balboa is in. It uh, is Stallone's best performance since First Blood. It He absolutely deserves the like nominations he's getting for awards he got nominated for golden globe for best supporting actor i think michael b jordan was fucking amazing oh yeah, he was uh, great i don't really know too much about him either i just know he was in that shitty fantastic four movie well he um, was in the the guy who uh directed creed uh ryan coogler also directed a film another film with michael b jordan called fruitville station that i haven't oh seen, yeah i never saw that yeah. that's supposed to be really great too um i just Oh my gosh. I love, love, love that movie. The thing that really stuck out to me about that movie, um, and there's something about boxing movies in general that do this. Oh um, my you know, god, the, the boxing scenes? Yeah, the each, cinematography. All three of the the big, well, varying degrees of big boxing scenes are all incredible in their own right. Like the way they shot those fight scenes was absolutely mind-boggling. The yeah. continuous shot thing. Uh, that they do, that like the six minute continuous shot. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for that. I I am too. Um, no, that whole the whole thing um was really, really something. I thought like the, the just the cinematography of those fight scenes and each of them felt different and unique. I mean, because otherwise the story is great because it's an established great story. It's it's Rocky, right? Like we we know the story of Rocky and it works out. Um. But yeah, just the uh, you know, even Felicia Rashad was great in that movie. Like, oh, she's so good. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really fantastic movie. I was actually surprised how much I liked it because it, it was a, a boxing movie. But I, I put it up there with, 
in the pantheon of boxing movies. Like it, it, it's like one of the pillars now because Dude, it establishes I, like, these new ways of doing things. I saw Rocky. Like, also, it's a movie about a black boxer. <laughs> yeah. It's the first one. <laughs> it's always about the Great White Hope. Yeah, but like, I watched. Uh, I had watched rewatched Rocky one and two maybe two or three weeks before I saw this movie, and I was not even. This movie wasn't even on my my radar. I remember seeing a trailer for it and laughing at it. Uh, and then, you know, all this kind of scuttlebutt around Thanksgiving, like, no, no, it's, it's really good. You got to right. go check it out. And sure enough, man, sure enough. Dude, for me right now, it's got to be like this movie, Rocky and and like Raging Bull. Like those are the pillars of the boxing movie franchises. And all three of them invent something. All three of them. Yeah, uh, that is a real, real, real good movie. Um, it is... Uh, uh, you might see it on my list coming up. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. So uh, my my number three though is uh, is Fury Road. Uh, excuse me, Mad Max colon Mad Fury Max Road. Colon Fury, Fury. It really should be Furiosa colon Fury Road, uh, <laughs> because we know we know what the movie's about. Uh, Mad Max is a supporting character, uh, which is fantastic. Oh man, that's a just. It like sort of it, restored my faith in movies. It definitely restored my faith in in action movies. Like, an, and it shows that an action movie can be much more than an action movie. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just so, like even if you are just an idiot and the kind of like m- some of the bigger themes uh, go over your head, uh, it's still like. W- just fucking beautiful um and is from start to end uh, you know a, uh, roger ebert says it's a wild ride from start to finish <laughs> um you know the, the the thing about um mad max is is outside of the movie like the fact that they actually managed to get this thing made in modern day hollywood um because it, it sort of balks at all of the conventions right they did away with a lot of the CG wherever they didn't need it. They were actual car chases. Um, you know, they, they like a lot of practical effects and practical makeup was used. And, and it's a movie with very little dialogue, um, you know, sort of a, I don't want to say an amoral plot line, but a morally confused plot line a little bit. You know, and, and uh, just everything about this movie was was it made my my movie going year i think yeah they say um the uh uh george miller's uh black and white version might come to theaters in yeah, the next release year. this year or well this uh, year yeah and i would uh yeah i'm going to i would go see that in a heartbeat i would go see it uh, drop of a hat so what's your number 3 um that was my oh you were you were doing your number 2 so I'll, I'll do my number 2 furious 7 this is why i was apologizing to vin diesel uh like the joke pick from me would all you know should put this first or whatever but in reality my number one has to assert this i mean the this movie's so fantastic in that it's this big stupid action movie and it's uh this you know it's it's this story about this family of criminals essentially uh and it's and it's it's dumb and and you know there are big plot holes in it because of the passing of Paul Walker, uh, but then the the day the way they deal with that is like 
I'm getting like a little choked up thinking about it. But the 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 way they tastefully kind of deal with that and sort of break the fourth wall was uh was really impressive. Like you had to think that there was not it would be really difficult to tastefully deal with that. Uh, and I think they they really did. And I I I. I think people think my love for the Fast and Furious movies is like some sort of ironic hipstery thing, but it is not. I no, love no. Those. I think originally we thought that we've gotten past that point now. I don't have guilty pleasures. I only like stuff I like, uh, and it, and I think I it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic series, and it's you know, hey, I liked Vin Diesel back when only sixteen million people liked him on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> now he's up to ninety nine million. <laughs> oh, he's gonna break Gangnam Style's record. Uh... <laughs> All right, John. My number two. Um, this was this. This might have been a bit of a dark horse pick. Um, the Peanuts movie. All right. <laughs> I'm taking it. You didn't see it. I did not. Oh man. So there, there's a few reasons that this is on my list. One, because it's one of the first and one of the only Thanksgiving movies I've ever seen. In that it feels like a movie that you should watch around Thanksgiving. Like it's not a Christmas movie specifically right it's a it's a it's a holiday season movie but it feels like a thanksgiving movie i want to put this out here that i hate the peanuts like would i not would i probably not enjoy this probably not it's very referential um because they they do reference a lot of the old charlie brown stuff um but it is uh you know it's the story of of charlie brown and and this ragtag cast of characters and charlie brown's the the kid who nothing ever goes right for, and he's uh, he's trying to impress a girl, and everything that can go wrong goes wrong, and that on its surface sounds like you know whatever that's that's the peanuts, but um, the the artistry of this movie, uh, besides the the cast of characters and and how they bring it all together, is the actual art style itself. Um, it's stylized to look like a like a peanuts cartoon, but to still be like three D. Um, you know how like when South Park came out originally, and it was cut out like paper cutouts it was like yeah oh that's that's its thing this feels like, like mario, it has its like mario 3 yeah it has its own style it has you know that i think will be emulated in the future it's really uh visually pleasing to watch um you know obviously it's a family movie um i, I really did almost tear up near the end of this because it was so like it was really sweet like it had a good uh it felt like a children's movie of old in that like it had a good universal message at the end of it that was like, here's the good lesson you should learn from this, and we hope you had fun doing it. I, um, I might have to check this out. If this is your second favorite film of the year. I loved it. I, I you, don't know okay, what it was so about Honestly, this. would Star Wars be your favorite film of the year? I think Star Wars would be my favorite. If it was on this list, it you would be my nerd. favorite. You fucking nerd. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, all right. I, I might actually check that out on your strong recommendation. Um, so what's your, what's your number one? I feel number like one? I, I'll go with my number one. So go with you, yours. Cause, cause if we, we may have already, already knows mine. what it is, right? We already know, mentioned mine, right? Um, but Creed. Yours is Creed. Um, we already mentioned I, mine as well. So what, what's your number one? My, my favorite was Mad Max by yeah. far. It's um, a, that was an incredible film. I, I just wanted like, there's, there are three films I saw multiple times in theaters, uh, which is crazy. I saw Furious 7 twice in theaters. I saw Star Wars twice in theaters. And I saw Creed twice in theaters. And, like, Creed is not exact. Like, it's while the things they do cinematically are, are cool, it's not like, oh, my God, I got to see this again in the theater. I just, like, 
my friend hadn't seen it. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go with you again. Yeah. Because, like, even though I knew what was coming, it was still like, man, the way that movie, the way that movie, oh, I didn't even say it before, the way that movie uses music and uses the, the score, uses the element of Bill Conti's original pieces. Right. Like, it's it's emotionally manipulative in the best possible way. When I they played, fucking uh, love it. when they love started playing the 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 Rocky theme, the Eye of the Tiger thing. Did that not like literally oh, the, punch uh, you in the chest? Yeah, not Eye of the Tiger. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Uh, was it flying flying high? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even like this, the what should be the cheesiest scene in the movie, like. The thing that kind of like emulates the run from Rocky Two, right. the thing with the motorcycles and stuff, yeah. like ends up being fucking amazing. Uh, and you know, some of the like even the cheesier lines from Stallone, he's helping me fight something. Like, yeah, fuck, even that <laughs> is good. Like, even the kind of cheese cheesy parts of that movie, like don't take a take away from how. Oh man, and here's the other thing I love about that film is like when you know movies have feel like this need where they have to have like this conflict happen in them that there's oh there was this miscommunication and then you know now the two main characters don't love each other anymore or something like that like no people acted like complicated ass people in this movie and then they like forgave each other without some like elaborate bullshit movie thing happening right uh people just acted like real fucking people they met on a bridge at sunset yeah. yeah uh yeah people like i just think it's like the characters all relatable because you know you know people like all of them and they're all complicated ass people um and, and as soon like, as they apologize to each other they got to fucking <laughs> nope women women weaken legs bro women weaken legs um <laughs> uh, what was yeah, your you, uh you can talk your... more about mad max if you want no, no I, I think we covered it um you know, what I was going to ask is what was your worst movie this year? Spectre. I didn't see Spectre. It's a it's a fucking two hour and forty five minute long uh, steaming ga- garbage f- fire. That's so sad. Um, it's I was, so bad. I was going to so say bad. It's um, so, so bad. Either Jurassic World or uh, Terminator Genesis. I like Jurassic World. I did not see Terminator. Terminator was terrible, uh, and it like. I don't know. I don't know which Terminator movies are canon anymore because this like retcons a bunch, but like it ignores some other ones anyway. And like they take all the characters you sort of loved and like turn them into something else that they were never in the first place. So like I I hated it. I hated it. Jurassic World just felt middling. Yikes. Uh, Well, I actually liked Jurassic World because I think the it was just dumb fun. Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, um, all right. Is that do, do it for us for I the year? That, I think is that about the, does it. Is this, I don't know chronologically if this is the end of the episode. Well, it's also 2016. So um, either you way. You should probably, you know what? You should probably put the segments in uh, actual recording order. Yeah, probably. We'll do that. Okay, yeah, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll do that. All right. Okay. So mystery solved. So what do we say at the end of episodes? I think I usually just cut someone off. Well, don't do it. We now return to the Very Merry Fantastic Neighborhood Christmas Special. John! Whew! Oh, man, I just made it. What are you covered in? Don't answer that. 
Things got a bit messy. I said, don't answer that. Look, all that matters is I got back here in time for the exchange. Where is everyone? You said you were going to invite them. How would I find time to invite them with all the chores I had to take care of? Well, I didn't invite them. And where's Krampus? He, he took off. It's the one day of the year he works, remember? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, I guess it's just us. That does not make for a terrific secret Santa. Sure it does. You just need to think positive. But it's just us. I said be positive. Fine, positive. Why don't we open our gifts, then get this over with? Yay! All right, me first. Is this one over here for me? It is the only gift, so I would say it is. Oh, man. It's a framed picture of the first year you and me went to PAX. That's a really thoughtful gift. I am glad you... Whoever got this for me really knows me. What do you mean, whoever got it for you? All right, John. Your turn to open your gift. Sure. Why not? Is this a... a... A gun rack? Wow! What a thoughtful gift. Whoever got you that must know how much you love to make Wayne's World references. Maybe you should make one now. Well, you know I would, but you know I did just buy a, a couple of guns. What? Uh, yeah, I bought a couple of guns recently. This is a really good and not at all ironic gift. Really? Yeah, but I mean the only downside is I actually just recently got a... Uh, a gun rack at home. I, I can use another one, but this one kind of clashes with the one I bought. How, how exactly does a gun rack clash? Well, my first one is Kylo Ren theme. <laughs> Happy, Happy holidays, holidays, everyone! Sweet! It just ends like that? Yeah, pretty good, right? Wait, why were they in hell? Look, it's, a, it's called autistic license. It uh, feels a little abrupt. Don't you think we need to tie it all together or something? Look, writers are expensive, and this is the script I could afford. I think it adds a certain charm to, uh, to, to this that, it, you know, maybe it just cuts off. And we're good. Great. That's fantastic, Fred. Neighborhood. Dot com. <laughs> actually not know how a secret santa works <laughs> that's the point no no like in real life sort of i've never done one. no because in a secret santa you it becomes you get less, a name out of a hat no, but then right? it becomes less secret as soon as you give the gift it's no longer a secret like oh, the secret is revealed is the joke not working no no it's it's great but i insist that you put this segment in somewhere where so that at some point this will be our end credit yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> This is really funny. Uh, you could go to how to how to secret I'm pretty sure that's a thing. <clears throat>